0: Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, how are you doing? Plus this doesn't want to be competitive, Teresa starts a day, and we talk to Iris Gottlieb about her new book, Seeing Gender. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Uh. As part of our new format, before mm. we check on each other, we want to check on you guys and say uh, that we think you're remarkable, you're doing a good job. Special, special shout out to all the people out there who are having to work right now in terms of our healthcare workers, in terms of those working in services like grocery stores, delivery, you know, people who are just going and picking up your groceries for you, all of it. You're all amazing. And we all see you, and I promise to continue to see you when this is all over. Thank you. This is really weird and hard, and I hope you're all well. Teresa, how are you? Uh, okay. Uh, (laughs) God. (laughs) Well, our
1: whole topic today is going to be how are we doing, right? So I'm not going to try to fit everything in right here and right now. I'm going to like save little tidbits to leave like little kernels along Mm. the way.
0: Mm. Let's pretend I ran into you at a store. And so (laughs) that's not a scenario. And I yell to you from six feet away. How are you? And you answer me in that sort of city like those are the parameters those are the parameters okay so
1: oscar had spring break last week and gracie also had spring break last week and so that was actually kind of nice because i'm having a really hard time with the homeschooling part of this uh i don't know about you guys i'm sure i'm the only one
0: (laughs) we're all doing great (laughs)
1: yeah um so this week oscar's back in school Technically, you know, school from home. Sure, But Grace is still on spring break. So she has a two week spring break. So today is Monday. And yesterday I finally brought myself to read the email from Oscar's teacher with like the schedule for this week. And I literally sobbed through the whole thing. Like I just cried my eyes out. Not because it was like unreasonable. Right. Like she's great and it was it's a reasonable amount of things to do. And, you know, she has elementary age kids at home and she's doing a good job and this is not at anyone. It's no. just that I could already feel the anxiety of having to try to do this stuff with Oscar on a basically one to one level, because that's what's required, while trying to parent Grace and Curtis. And I just, I I just don't, I honestly don't get it. So that's where the tears were coming from. And this this morning, (laughs) what, what has happened so far is that it's been pouring rain and... The internet crashed in the middle of Oscar's like morning Zoom meeting with his (laughs) teacher and classmates. (laughs) Not even in the middle, like at the beginning, like Mm. a few minutes in. And in order to try to calm my anxiety, I had set Grace up with just a movie, just a straight up movie. You pick a movie, you get to watch it starting at 9 a.m., you know, in the other room. Yeah. And I had set Curtis up with a computer looking at a show appropriate for his age so that I could focus on Oscar for a little bit and get some of that done before One Bad Mother. But hilariously, the internet is out. So everyone's (laughs) yelling at me. They're all yelling at me. And Jesse Jesse went out in the rain and, like, flipped the breakers or whatever. But then he had a doctor's appointment. So he's on the phone with the doctor. And... He's fine, guys. It's a regular, like, (laughs) migraine appointment. He's fine. We're all healthy. But Grace is yelling at me because her movie has crashed. Oscar is delighted that he can't be a part of his Zoom meeting. And that's annoying. And he's saying he's (laughs) bored. And what does he get to do now? Yeah. And Curtis is flipping out because his thing is so... And I just... I just immediately started yelling. Not, like, at anyone, but just yelling. Mm. Like the internet is out. It's broken. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> just like, And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, of all the things I was stressing about when yeah. I was thinking about today and this week, that wasn't even on my radar as being a thing that I would have to deal with. And I thought to myself, could I be happy about this and make the most of it like maybe we just don't do internet right now maybe we just like sit around on the couch together and read a book and I'm like none of them want to do that with me right now they're expecting to do other things (laughs) so I went back out in the rain and messed with breakers and did weird things and got everything back up and running and we had I'll just leave you with this tidbit we had missed about 28 minutes of the Zoom meeting with the kindergarten class. And I was sure we had missed the whole thing. But no, we signed back in. And there was another good, probably 15 more minutes of that Zoom meeting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so I actually didn't really feel that bad about missing all of that because I don't think Oscar would have been able to sit through all
0: of that anyway. It's and we can save more on internet learning <laughs> yeah. for how are you doing yes. uh, for a deeper question. But that sounds like everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was a lot. It was a lot. It, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. How, how are you, Biz? That actually kind of ties into what I just wanted to, that I've been feeling. We all know I am a, I like a good competition. I like to, I like a little competition. But what I, uh, I've, has been like really rattling around in my brain as I just talk to people, you know, check in on people, see how people are doing or people are checking in, you know, whatever. It is that I, I do not want to see us turn our emotional responses into a competition, right? Like, you don't have to apologize for your feelings. Like, I feel like, and we've delved so much into this when we had, like, newborns and toddlers in the house. And then when you have older kids, I mean, it's just like the one of the, like, curses of parenting is this notion that, A... Before I can say that I'm unhappy about something or that something's really hard, we have to say something in effect like, I love my kids. Or, thank goodness I have X, Y, or Z. It's not as hard as others, right? You know, like, my kids are healthy. They are, I've got a job. Or, I'm allowed to stay at home. We are not allowing ourselves to have our feelings And I feel like right now, yeah, I absolutely am not tone deaf to how differently this virus is affecting and staying at home is affecting everybody. Mm -hmm. That said, I get to have my own feelings about it. And you do. And things that I struggle with, I'm not. it, It goes back to that whole, no one's doing it at you. And I'm not doing it at somebody, right? Like, we are all struggling on some level. And what might be really easy for one person is not for another, Mm -hmm. right? And what's easy for you is not for somebody else. And I I just feel like I don't want to waste unnecessary energy when my energy is being pulled (laughs) in so many directions right now. On second-guessing my feelings or other people's feelings, if that makes sense. Right on. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like we are all having emotional responses, and Mm -hmm. we are not listening to them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Like, a little, like... Well, can I add to that? Yeah. I I think you're right. I think part of it is maybe we're not listening to them because... We're being told that, like, our emotions right now are not as important as, like, human life, which kind of is true, right? Like, there's levels of priority. Like, yeah, we're suffering mentally and emotionally right now, but that's not as important as lives.
0: And so it's kind of a weird place to be in. I saw somebody, somebody had said, basically, we're in this weird place where... Like because you're at home, right? There's some sense of normalcy. Right. Like I I am it this is normal. So you have this one feeling of everything is normal while simultaneously having a feeling of fear. Yeah. And those two do not go well together. They're like so true. The opposite feeling. And it's almost like trying to put two magnets together when they're not facing the magnety way, yes. <laughs> and you've oh got that, that weird, is so true yes. jelly ball in between. Yes, that is what we're not paid. That's the, I think that's the thing that I'm like. We don't know how to put words on that. We don't know how to address that. It's that plays into the whole guilt of like, but it's so normal. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, why should I be upset? Everything's yeah. fine. And then right. at the same time. Everything's not fine at all. Yeah. so with that said, <laughs> let's get into our, <laughs> our our topic today. How are you doing?
1: I am kind of all over the place, I would say. It's definitely a roller coaster, for real. I mentioned that my kids were on spring break last week. That really was a nice break because it was a chance to just kind of do whatever works for our family and focus on doing things that were fun rather than trying to keep up with the distance learning the distance learning is killing me like even just the knowledge of it is killing me like I hope that I get better at coping with the distance learning and everything that that entails (laughs) I really do yeah, Like you were saying, Biz, we shouldn't have to apologize for our feelings, but I do also feel guilty yeah. about it because I'm of like, course. what's so hard about this? I'm not even really homeschooling the way homeschooling parents do because I'm not even like, I'm not responsible for like lesson plans or anything. And like, what's so hard about this? I don't have to drive my kids anywhere. Like, sure, you know, I, I mean, ugh. I so yes, I have guilt about it and I... I'm really struggling with it and I'm struggling I think part of why I'm struggling with it is because the schools are being really, so far they're being really awesome and like they have like a lot together. A lot is organized. And they're also saying like, look, we know this is kind of hard slash impossible. And like everyone's mental health is really important. So do whatever you can do and make this work for your family. And like, I'm glad that they're saying all those things. But it's actually right now in this moment for me, it's actually kind of causing me more mental anguish because I don't even know what that means so if, yeah. if it's not working for you know if my kid is like throwing a fit about even doing five minutes of reading aloud with me do I yeah. just not do it like in normal life I would say no you have to do it do you know what I mean yeah. but
0: it's that, like well, is this the thing it. that's gonna yeah. break
1: us like yeah. I don't really know and so I don't with all of that flexibility and with like the what we were talking about last week about like nobody really knows what's important right now because we've never done this before, like not knowing what is going to end up being most important as like a way to use this time and not knowing like what our routine is really going to look like once we're like really... Because, again, we sort of started having a routine. Then we went on spring break. Everything went out the window. Yes. Now we're getting back into a new routine. But Grace is still on spring break, so it's not really the routine. So we probably have like two or three more weeks before we really have a routine. And you know I like my routines, Biz. I know. I, I really like my routines. Yeah. This is
0: very it's, uncomfortable for me. <laughs> well, no, I know. And I, I'm... We're on... Spring break. Okay. Spring break. This week is your spring break? Yeah. This, this week is our spring break. Okay. But they added two additional days last week for additional okay. teacher training. Very okay. fair. But like I keep thinking I'm, I'm with you on that anxiety. We've done like all right. But that is because Katie Bell is 100% self-sufficient. Right. Because like you said. Yeah. I have to sit next to Ellis by choice or not yeah. cuz it's Ellis through all the different things yeah. uh, the scheduling the lane the plan blah, 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 blah. and now i worry we have this week if i let it go just free for all it's really hard to get back into the the learning from home especially when you are learning from your actual home, right? Like spring break, you usually get to be like, do whatever the fuck you want. And then they go to school. (laughs) And that's there is a set system there for routine that like they see and they trigger. But like- it's like, and I'm sure this is true for adults having to work from home at the, for the first time. We're like, I'm sitting here. This is great. I now see everything that I normally get to do when I'm home. And yeah. I, I think that, that that anxiety about routine is definitely a feeling. I, because we've been doing it now for two weeks I think what surprises me is there'll be these really fairly reasonable days where, like, I'm on it. Like, I wake up. Like, I don't mean I'm on it in terms of what we're doing. I just mentally am like, I'm okay. I haven't, like, lost my shit yet. Yeah. Right? By the way, the losing your shit hour is about 4 o'clock for me. Uh (laughs) That is when I I cannot tolerate another noise. (laughs) And then the next day, I'm not. And then that surprises me. And then you just do that cycle again. I'm on it. I'm not. I'm on it. I'm not. And that's exhausting. Like, I feel like. It is. There's so many different things that are like layering up here in terms of the how are you doing. Yeah. And exhaustion is a big one. And like problem solving. Like I and again, if you don't know what the important problem is, you can just spin in that. Yes. You and I have exchanged some texts since uh, we've been away. And there's one that we exchanged the other day that I want to check in on. Because you and I had some pretty strong feelings about it. And that is the noise and the questions, the talking and... Anybody who has listened to our show knows that we are not of the ilk of, you know, I wish my kid would just never ask a question. Right? Like, you know, yeah, Yeah. kids are going to ask questions. They talk. Okay. I feel like in terms of noise, it's like a noise exhaustion weighted blanket being draped over my body. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I could go on a while about the questions and how I'm no longer able to even answer the question. Can I have a popsicle? I don't have I don't know why that is so hard to answer right now. Yeah. But that answer is really hard. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't. don't... (laughs) I've literally done that about
1: like can I have a something and it seems like it should be so straightforward and I'll just be like I don't
0: know I don't know yeah I don't I don't know I don't know and then they kind of look at me like so 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 can I I don't know can you and then you're almost like relieved
1: with whatever they decide for themselves like whether they just decide to go get one or they decide to do something else and walk away from you. You're just like, okay, good. They're gone. I
0: I feel like that could be the freedom that comes from this, <laughs> from all of this, is that, yeah, I'm just like, I'm not going to get that for you. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, somebody's like, can I have a, a – if you can get it, you can have it. Right? Yeah. Like, this yeah. maybe – Maybe what I'm doing is seeing the real mirror of, like, how much I just do shit to make life easier. And now it's not making life easier. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, go get it. Yeah, I I like the, like, I don't know. Whatever you choose to do. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Because I'm so burnt out, I, like, over spring break was not Doing the schedule as much yeah. and so that had a variety of different effects but like <laughs> one effect was the, and it was mostly okay but like one thing that happened was sometimes in the morning they would ask a bunch of questions about things they wanted to do that day or right then and the level of exhaustion first thing in the morning when they were talking to me, like I don't even feel it wasn't that I had that like irritated moody, yeah. like first thing in the morning, like anger, anything like that. It was more just like I would wake up so depleted that they would be asking me a question and I couldn't even really grasp it. Like I would just and yeah. I, I found myself saying to my kids almost every morning, I'll say, my brain is not awake enough for that question right now. Like, I, we're gonna have to talk about that later. I'm just not awake enough. Like, they're just ready yeah. to go. And they have, and even if it's not something they want to do, it's like, it's like conversation starters, like, literal, like, why yeah. do you think blah, 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 or like, what would happen if. <laughs> and I'm just looking at them like, this can't be real. Like, yeah. this is just gonna happen like this all day.
0: One thing you're saying there about the list of things that they want to do. Yeah. And that, again, here we go with the, I should be so happy that my children have ideas, but I know how much facilitating it will take. And even just the act now of saying, let's write it all down so we don't forget it, because there will be an emotional backlash if if something is forgotten. And, I, you know, uh, yeah, that in itself is also just like, feels like, ugh, like yeah. another blanket being yeah. put on you. Because anyway. it's
2: not,
1: it doesn't feel like a genius moment. It doesn't no, feel it like doesn't. it's helping anything. It's just another thing that's being asked of you. Yeah, I mean, I think what I was texting you about was, I was feeling that day. Now it turns out I was PMSing big time, but (laughs) that day I was just thinking to myself, like, I am so tired of talking and being talked to. Like, I'm so tired of having things said to me that are expecting some kind of response and then responding to them. Like, I'm just so. (laughs) And so I've find myself in those moments not all the time but in those moments (laughs) I find myself where if there is quiet for a little bit and then somebody comes and speaks to me I will physically cringe like I have a physical like tweak reaction to just the sound of someone's innocent voice just saying something to me yeah
0: I love you (laughs) (laughs) yeah just okay You love me. Great. Great. I heard you. That's great. Please, please go away. Yeah, go. (laughs) Now. Yeah, now. Yeah.
1: Related to this is something you alluded to earlier, which is like the constant, like, how am I doing? Like, I'm doing okay. I'm crashing. Now I'm doing okay again. Now I'm crashing again. New day, doing okay. (laughs) Now I'm crashing. Like, is this going to happen every day? Like, can I make it through a day without crashing? No, I'm crashing. And like that constant self feedback of how am I doing? Like, I feel like we've had, especially over spring break, my family had a lot of nice times together. Like, we did fun stuff together, like, we enjoyed each other's company. We, I feel like I've gotten closer with some of my family members during this time because we have had more time together, especially, I think like with Curtis who's three and like he's normally at school Monday through Friday and I've just had like a lot more time with him in ways that have also been really positive but for some reason I can't just enjoy those moments and then let them let time also happen and let other things happen it's sort of this constant checking on myself like okay I've got it this is actually pretty good and then no this is actually really terrible nobody should ever go through this yeah (laughs) and then feeling guilty about that and wishing I could
0: well it's the constant it's part of I mean it even goes back to the lists but in in a different form it's this pressure of how am I using this time a little bit like and what's expected of me from myself like I have not left this house in four weeks, (laughs) or in week four. And, you know, last week I was really trying to do the, like, I can make this time whatever I want to make it. I'm going to just really connect and be present with my children. And it was impossible. Like, maybe I could muster five minutes before... I was doing the checking in on myself, checking in on something else, just kind of needing to know what's coming next. And like, it almost felt harder to be present, despite the fact that we are all in the same room. Yeah, by definition, you're present. (laughs) By definition, I am. I am definitely present. Also, I hear your voice constantly from a show a couple of weeks or maybe a month ago or so of like you know what is this like cultural uh way of thinking that we have that we have to just keep going and doing and doing and doing and like wow does this situation amp that up so yes my circle here is the anxiety we all know I like to fix a problem I'm a problem fixer I can fix anything with fucking tape Even my soul. And like, like, you're right. you, You can't. There's not a lot of space for action because there's not a lot of space, both physically and emotionally right now, because everyone's home and needing something. The whole discussion we've had multiple times of the consistent interruptions. I mean, you can't even say I can't even like. How am I using what I have in the house to make a meal tonight? Right. That's going to, that could take me up to like two hours now. Right. Like, and it's because of uh, the interruption, the tired, the noise, the uncertainty, the normalcy, the weird magnet sensation. Yeah. It is a, it's a really weird place to be right now. And, I guess to go back to the name of our topic today, how are you doing <laughs> i I think maybe the answer is I'm here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're here yeah I am yeah, I'm, I'm here, here too. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you're here Teresa.
1: I'm glad you're here too biz
0: okay <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Grove. I love Grove.co and have been able to successfully switch a large portion of my cleaning products that I use at home over to all natural, plant-based, eco-friendly, animal-friendly products as a result of using Grove because they've done all the research for you.
1: Grove Collaborative delivers all-natural home beauty and personal care products directly to you. You can join over 2 million households who have trusted Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. Plus, shipping is fast and free on your first order.
0: For a limited time, when listeners go to grove.co slash mother, you will get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers and Grove. In crisp scents like mint or rose. A $30 value. Grove.co slash mother.
1: Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206 206- Three five zero nine four
0: eight five. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius, me. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw what you did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You mom are a genius. Oh my god. That's fucking genius.
1: At one point last week, over spring break, uh, we were doing a lot of like family game time type stuff and Gracie had the idea to create her own game. And I was like, great. And it took her a really long time to like get it all set up and make all the pieces for it and she had this like whole thing set up and by the time she wanted me to play it with her, I was really done like really (laughs) done with my day like I'd played games with people I had done like a lot of shit and I was really tired and I was just like like the idea like I could see all the components of her game like around the room there were like stations to the game and I was like and she was so intent on playing right then and I said can you describe to me what's involved in this game And she walked me through all the parts and she showed me the board and she showed me all the different stuff you got to do. (laughs) And it was very complicated. (laughs) And I said to her, very honestly, and I had to say it several times I really want to play this with you. I am not going to play it with you right now because. I want to have fun when I play this with you, and I'm not able to have fun right now. I'm too tired. I will play it with you tomorrow. And she didn't like that answer. It was very frustrating to her. She was really excited to play with me, but I just was very sure of myself. Like, I didn't, I didn't, like, hem and haw around it. I just knew, like, I just knew it was right. And so I stuck with it the next day guess what? I had energy because it was a new day and I had (laughs) slept and I was ready to go and we did it and we and it was totally crazy but I had a great attitude the whole time (laughs) because I was ready for it. I was ready and it went great and I was really really proud of myself for just sticking to that as hard as it was and making it fun. Good
0: job. That is remarkable. Weeks and weeks ago, I bought a couple of things in case we were going to get stuck at home, right? This is before it was officially yeah started, but I was like, you know, I'm, I'm that person who assumes the worst. And yeah. so I, you know, a couple of games, a couple yeah. of like art supplies for, you know, a Lego set, things like that, and a new game for the Switch. And I have sat on that game. For three and a half weeks now. Amazing. And today, spring break, I pulled that game out. Oh, yeah, you did. And they, since nine o'clock this morning, have been playing this game straight. Amazing. I'm okay. You're great. <laughs> I am. Thanks very much. <laughs>
3: Hi, Biz and Teresa. I am calling with a genius. I have been basically trapped inside with my children for about a week now. But I had a moment of genius. And we all know kids love beads. And we all know that beads get frigging everywhere. They get everywhere. And I just got this shag carpet, and I love it. And it's so brightly colored, and it makes me happy. But beads, beads are getting in the carpet and driving me mad. So the only place that they can have the beads is in the bathtub. I put down a couple of towels. I plug the stopper on the drain. And they just play with beads in there. And at the end, I can just scoop them up and put them back in the container. And it's mine. <sighs> Dry bathtub. Great place for containing mess. Magic. I am doing a great job. This will all be over eventually. We will survive. <sighs> we'll get to this.
0: I love you both. Have a good one. I love this. Yeah, I do too. I do too. The bathtub is a sometimes forgotten zone of play. It's really, I would say, a majority of ages. I mean, I would stick a teen in a bathtub. (laughs) I would just stick a teen, like, airdrop some, like, You know, tech devices in, just, like, throwing them over my shoulder. Whoa! Just throw them and drop them in. But the beads, because you're right, beads just roll everywhere. Yeah, they do. Everywhere. I think you're a genius, and I look forward to us putting more things in our bathtub. Failures. Fail.
2: Fail. Fail. Fail!
0: You suck. Fail me, Teresa.
1: Okay, so... I tried to think of the thing that would be like something I could buy that wouldn't be that expensive, but would like occupy everyone and would be like exciting and fun. Because just like you were saying, spring break, we want like something to give us something fun to do. And I'd kind of been waiting on getting Beyblades for my kids because (laughs) you guys are probably familiar with Beyblades, but they're... There's, like, a little stadium, like, a little basically plastic (laughs) container, and you have these these little, like, metal spinners, and you pull a string, and your spinner comes off, and you're, like, battling to see whose spinner can be the last to continue (laughs) spinning. And I've seen, like, it says 8 and up on the package, which was what my hesitation was, but I've seen younger kids using them successfully and a number of Oscar's friends from kindergarten talk about them all the time so like Oscar has been talking about them a lot and I just thought this is going to be that thing where when I get it my kids are just going to play with it forever because I've seen kids just like play play it and play it and play it and play it and play it. So I just decided (laughs) decided to do it. And I felt really good about myself. I was like, I am awesome. Like, this is going to be so great. And like, of course, the package was delayed, but I did it way in advance. So it like wasn't a problem. And when it came, I was like acting all cocky, like it was going to go so great. (laughs) And like, it was really just one of those things that like everything that you would not want to have happen... Happened. So, (laughs) like, for one thing, you have to put the Beyblades together when when they come and they're in like four pieces and if you don't know how to do that you're reading the instructions and three kids are crowding around you like fighting over them and saying which one is theirs and it comes with two beyblades and you have three kids in your situation so (laughs) you're trying to learn how to do it and then like it's not working the way they want it to and so everybody's upset and Mm -hmm. they're bad at it because they don't do it a lot, and they're not used to it, and I'm also bad at it because I don't know how to do it. And so it took a really long time, and the people who I really wanted to use it, Grace and Oscar, kind Mm -hmm. of got alienated from it pretty quickly, and the main person who ended up really using it was Curtis, Mm. but he needs somebody to set it up for him every time. So every spin, like he can do the pull the string and let go and let it spin. But he needs somebody to, like, reattach the string, reattach the Beyblade, like, every single time. Oof. So I can't walk away. So it was just, like, and I didn't have a good attitude about it because I was immediately annoyed that it wasn't going well. So, yeah, it was just a fit. I mean, like, we have it. They use it yeah. sometimes. But, like, not really, you know? Like, it just wasn't. Mm. It was just not.
0: Not even remotely
1: the thing that I wanted it to be.
0: Oh, Wow. You suck at trying to bring joy and happiness to your children. Yes. So last weekend, so by the time this comes out, technically two weekends ago, we record on Monday, so not last weekend, about halfway through where I was in terms of self-isolating, I was invited by some friends some ladies to have a ladies sort of cocktail zoom meetup they are in new york and they set it for five o'clock and i knew that would be early for me to have a cocktail or whatever but i was i was really looking for it was on a sunday so like i was gonna have the time to do it like there wasn't like like Stefan was gonna be able to be out with the kids and I was really looking forward to it, and at three o'clock, I go and sit down to start the call, and that's when I realize that's not the right time. Two o'clock would have been at the right time, and i like i just I just started crying. I was really really sad that I mean, I knew it was okay, like I knew you know I mean, it just was like. It was so, like, I really needed it. It would have been really fun. And I didn't get it. And I, yeah, I mean, there, there's a million reasons that made me cry. But I cried. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah you
0: did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I cried a lot.
1: I'm really um, sorry. That sucks yeah. so
0: bad. It was a really sucky fail.
3: Hey, guys. I'm calling with a fail. My kids and I decided the last minute that we were going to make banana bread. Um, we just happened to come into some bananas that were bad. The neighbor didn't want them. So I had not been planning this and we always use room temperature eggs, but ours were all in the fridge. Um, and I'm wearing like yoga leggings cause it's pandemic and I don't wear real pants. Um, so I decided to put them in like the side pockets, um, uh, the eggs to warm them up with my body heat. And I was standing at the counter, um, not paying attention to my surroundings when my almost three-year-old came sprinting into the room to give me a big hug and he's his head is about pocket level um ask me how i know that it's because he ended up with eggs on his face but mostly in my pants so luckily we have more eggs um maybe not my brightest idea but eh, i've had worse sales. anyways you guys are doing a great job thanks bye
0: I like that I get to name this egg yoga pants in my, when I'm labeling it, yoga, (laughs) eggs in the yoga pants. This, yeah, I just like, I, it is such a perfect fail in that if a friend was telling you this story two years ago and said, I'm going to put eggs in my pockets to warm them up. Nothing can go wrong. You, you might laugh. You might have said, well, I don't know if like yoga pant pockets are the right place for eggs. Yeah. Right? But then there comes a day where it makes total sense. <laughs> and I, I really appreciate that that day has come for you. And it will come for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing a horrible job.
1: You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I...
0: One Bad Mother is supported in part by KiwiCo. It can be tricky to get a kid to put down the cell phone or video game or whatever other screen is in their hand or in front of them and do something that's unplugged. But KiwiCo is dedicated to making it easier.
1: We have been using some KiwiCo crates in our house, (laughs) and it has been so much fun. Gracie made a secret agent fun pack where she basically got to go around pretending to be a spy um, which she was super obsessed with and Oscar had like a little campout project where he got to build his own like pretend campfire that was actually very pretty and make his own adorable little teddy bear backpack and it all of these activities were actually pretty manageable for the kids on their own they needed minimal support from jesse and me and they had
0: so much fun with them KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at KiwiCo.com/badmother. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com/badmother. Hey Teresa, let's call someone today. This week, we are talking to Iris Gottlieb, who is an illustrator and author of Seeing Science An Illustrated Guide to the Wonders of the Universe and Natural Attraction, a field guide to friends, frenemies, and other symbiotic animal relationships. She works to make complicated or overwhelming information accessible and inviting to all. When not working, she is making miniatures and learning to bake. I love this. We're going to derail into that. Anyway, we we have her here today to talk to her about her new book Seeing Gender: An Illustrated Guide to Identity and Expression. Welcome, Iris. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Before we get going, uh, I want to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? just me and my old dog
2: named Bunny
0: oh Bunny Aww. how what old kind? is Bunny she is just over 11 oh baby what kind of dog is Bunny
2: um she's a <laughs> golden something she's yeah. she's like um. she once got asked to be in a commercial because she looks like the all American dog so nice. she just looks like a stuffed animal and acts like one as well
0: I, I'm like, now I'm just completely interested in what the quote-unquote all-American dog <laughs> looks like. Well, I'll, sh- uh, I'll show you afterwards. All right, show us after. Show us after. Well, We'll expect a picture. This is a incredibly different time than even a month ago when we were trying to originally get you on. And we have not been able to talk to you because we have been adjusting and adapting to life from sheltering in place and quarantine. So I really, you are our first guest since we've started this whole thing at home. And I want to ask you, you know, how are you doing (laughs) <laughs> if you would like to share How how are you? Um,
2: I have had ups and downs But on the whole, you know, I work from home So I haven't really had a transition Of my work life Which I feel thankful for On sunny days, I feel pretty good On <laughs> cold days, I feel Not as good I live alone, so like I have much less contact Than people that have, you know Their quote-unquote pods Um <laughs> But, you know, I'm I'm gardening. I'm going for walks. I'm looking at my garden and watching TV and sometimes working.
0: <laughs> Does it feel different working from home at all? Like, you know, I know for a lot of people, they're suddenly working at home for the first time and it's weird or they're working at home and suddenly everybody, if they have other people living in their house, they're all there and that's different. Is it different um
2: yes and no i mean i never have a routine so i still don't but i think <laughs> that now i have even more well there's always tomorrow because i don't have plans aside from working so my procrastinating has um <laughs> gone up <laughs> despite having more time
0: yeah oh yeah no more time means absolutely Nothing right now. (laughs) What the fuck is that supposed to mean? (laughs) All we have is more. Expectations
2: are much lower.
0: That's right. Oh yeah, I think we have more times to enjoy looking at the bar that we've set a lot lower. That's that's how I'm feeling. My time. I think there are. um, I know that this is
2: not how we should feel, but I think that there are a lot of um, upsides in terms of like reframing of what work means. You know.
0: I agree that when we all get out of this, it's gonna be different and what that different is will be interesting and for me, I really hope the notion of go 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 go, go is 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 altered so yeah, yeah. You know? uh, let's get into your new book. Seeing Gender: An Illustrated Guide to Identity and Expression, which I we are going to definitely be obviously linking people up to this. But what I definitely will do is post a picture of the cover of this book because it is beautiful, and the entire inside of this book is beautiful. It's one of those books that when you get, you're like, Ooh, yes. I want to open this book. Yes. This book feels happy. What's this? Yes. <laughs> in fact, I ordered three copies of the book and just started passing them out to the school administration, to the library. I mean, I Thank love you. you're a book. Uh and I want to I guess I want to start with one of the things you talk about in the book, because I to me it feels like kind of a good place to to go from. And it it's about Gender being a social construct. And again, to me, that felt like the root of, of all the different paths the book goes. But you say in it that we get to break the rules of gender because there aren't, they aren't real. <laughs> and they are often harmful. And it's like, boom, that is so simple, right. yet completely. Mind blowing. I, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? I could change my opinion on something or how I look at things. What? So, can you talk to us a little bit about that, about it being a social construct, and, and to which I'm hoping it'll lead us into the whole motivation for the book?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think for people that are very in like the gender and sexuality world that's like a very obvious and talked about concept but when you zoom out a little bit you realize you know humans have made everything that makes us what we think of as humans and so like our whole society is based on things that we made up money, race, gender sexuality like we have put meaning onto these things that don't have inherent like men women everybody in between don't have inherent value that is more or less than one another but we have made a hierarchy in which that exists and so like you know we we like to make hierarchies and none of them are based in truth of value and so I think the the notion that it's uh, a human construct is basically like we had the choice to make these structures, and so we have the choice to change them.
0: Uh, how do we look? Be- how? <laughs> how do we change it? <laughs> Could you fix that? Could you just fix everything? No, I mean like it. It feels like you said some are are in that world. And, and it's all very, that is an easy construct to see. And then, like you said, as you go out, these are still very new constructs because, I mean, you can look in America alone, just America, and look around and see how these different categories that we've created for ourselves and these different hierarchies are just so embedded. And so while it's, In theory, it sounds easy. We know it's hard uh, because we can look at our own history through writing this book. How do you see these categories now and and how we can start to move past them? In terms of which categories? Oh God, so many. all of them. But let's today. Let's pick. I don't know. Let me get my wheel out and I'll spin the wheel. And let's. <laughs> I mean, I think ed-
2: you know this. This book, like I, I could write it as one page of being like this thing <laughs> that matters so much should not matter at all, and that should be just the
0: book. That's the book.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a and good so book. I. I I guess my viewpoint has not entirely changed from writing it, but I think it has been eliminated of like what I needed to included. Include is basically breaking down things that are not obvious to a huge amount of people that are like so talked about within my community.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. It's it is just that sort of like, yeah, this could all be summed up on one one page. Yeah, I'm glad it's not, though, because the book is absolutely gorgeous. uh, And that would not be useful. no, No, it wouldn't be useful. It wouldn't be as wouldn't be quite that happy feeling that this book brings to me because of its beautiful illustrations. I would like to talk about your illustrations. You wrote and illustrated the book, and the illustrations are, as I have said multiple times now, stunning. Uh, Can you talk about the illustrations and how they developed for you? I, in all of
2: my books and work, try to make the illustrations be useful. And I, you know, I have lots of complicated feelings about art, and I think... I can sometimes take the utilitarian approach. And with my books, I want it to look nice, but also having the the looking nice make people more engaged in wanting to understand the information. And for people that, you know, are not, don't absorb the written information in the same way that other people might, the illustrations serve as like an additional form of learning or understanding a concept that is being explained in words.
0: So for you, is it the illustration that comes, does does it come hand in hand with the the writing and the words? Or uh, does it vary, change up?
2: A little bit. I mean, I think that in this book, the words often came first. And in Seeing Science, which was the book before, often I would have like, the subject of like clouds and then I would draw the image and then write the text after or like a bit more um, simultaneous but in this book it felt more important to understand the content and the outline before making drawings and finding words to go with them. Mm
0: Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your research process. You cover a lot of topics in the book from the Mm -hmm. history of gendered clothing and medical biases to the definition of patriarchy, gender expression. I mean, that's a lot. There's clearly a lot of research that's gone into this. What what was the process like for you and did you know what you were looking for as you started that research process or or were there some rabbit holes you went down that led to something you didn't know you were going to put in the book? Um, Definitely the latter.
2: Uh, you know, to be honest, sometimes I would be, I would look at a Wikipedia page for something super basic and then end up clicking a bunch of just sublinks within and then finding that those things seem to be important concepts and researching those beyond. So I knew that I wanted to include some like spotlights of famous figures who were important and... I had compiled some and then wanted to achieve a certain um, diversity within them, and so kind of figured out who, like, rounded out the the group. Um, yeah. And so it was a little bit of, like, I'm positive that this needs to be included, and I know this category needs to be, so let me find things to fill this in.
0: Is there... Is there like a favorite story that you came upon when you were doing this research?
2: I really loved the Zapatistas. <laughs> uh, they're very cool. Um, I liked finding out about the Spotlight people. You know, some of the history is a bit more well known, but I I enjoyed most of the spotlights. Really like the Serena Williams, and then the stuff about. The history of residential schools and Mm. kind of the formation of gender changing of like colonization so those were interesting things to learn about that were a bit veering from the things that i already they weren't just me expanding on things that i already knew about they were pretty new topics to me to understand in depth
0: to me, I'm giggling because I'm like, that's the kind of thing where I would like come upon something new, and then I'd be like, I now need to call everybody and tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know, Ooh, check this out! My like Facebook page or Instagram or you know, would just have been going down like, here's some rabbit holes for you to enjoy. Check out this would, new thing. You would I have learned. Real, uh, revealed the entire book before I would have was written. I would have. I am a horrible writer. That is why I don't. <laughs> I don't do that.
1: I have to say, I just th- I just find the book so helpful in the way the concepts are presented in such a straightforward way, um, and I think the illustrations definitely help make things clear, um, but I have found myself, we've had the book lying around the house, and in my family, we talk about gender a lot with my kids, like practically daily, but the colonization part of your book actually helped me talk about colonization with my kids <laughs> and how that <laughs> relates to hole. gender, which yeah. was already a topic that, that made sense to them. But fitting those pieces together was actually incredibly helpful. And I think, um, you know, I'm somebody who, like went to you know a semi fancy college and I have a law degree and I think about I think about a lot of things and I've been educated about a lot of things but a lot of things I don't know how to really talk about with my kids in a way that is very clear or makes a lot of sense because I, I tend to just think about questions that were raised in class or something like that. <laughs> and so I think one way your book has been really helpful to me, not just as a person, but as a parent, is that way of sort of solidifying and and clarifying some very like basic but very important concepts in such a way that like helped me understand what I wanted to say to my kids about these things
2: that's great and uh you know I don't really know what people are getting you know the book is just like in the wild and so I don't know what people are getting from it on like a personal level so when I hear things that people get that are like somewhat unexpected to me it's it's very nice and I know that a lot of people have used it as like child or teen resources that have been um surprisingly engaging
0: yeah no it's it is it is yet another resource I think for parents as we navigate how we talk about this with all of the new language all of the you know uh, new ways that we are breaking the you know self-created rules a, a book like this is very helpful for how we use our language and the illustrations are helpful because it gives you something to look at and kind of point at and be like see like that mm-hmm. <laughs> all right last l- i like pictures last question um <laughs> In the last part of the book, you talk about your personal story in a very mm-hmm. honest and vulnerable way, and you include a journal that you kept during the process of the top removal surgery. I think this is this is incredibly powerful. You talk about feeling sad leading up to the surgery, and you say, quote, "Sadness is okay, and sadness doesn't indicate it's a wrong choice." Oh, my God, I love that quote a lot. (laughs) That is that is incredibly powerful. Can you talk a little bit uh, about it and why it was important to include in your story?
2: I mean, I feel like that is like breaking up with a partner that you have been with for a long time and have a relationship with. And you're sad, but no, it should end. Um, (laughs) That's (laughs) great. That's great. Sorry. That's that's good. I, I think that the ending, you know, part of the purpose of the book is for people to, so I think that it's important on the one hand for people that have never met somebody like me or somebody who is gender variant to kind of like meet somebody in some way that has a personal, that's not just a story or a definition, but somebody who feels a bit more real. Yeah. Um, and part of it was also for people or people that are thinking about top surgery or thinking about gender transition to kind of have a narrative that they might relate to um, and being able to privately or with a friend be like, these are things I've been thinking about and this person is explaining them and I am not strange for thinking them for myself. Yeah. Um, so I think it's generally just humanizing to have the story of somebody who is neither famous nor just a clinical definition, but kind of just like, here's a person
0: who did this thing you know yeah yeah there turns out there lots of people (laughs) out there doing their thing and Mm. i just want to say again how much i appreciated you sharing not only your own story but you know helping by doing what you do so well, which is explaining things that are incredibly difficult to explain in a way that's understandable. Thank you for joining us, Iris. We are gonna make sure that we link everybody up to Seeing Gender, an illustrated guide to identity and expression, as well as where they can find out more information about all the illustrations and work you do. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was nice. Oh, this was nice. I hope that you stay healthy and well. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller.
3: Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of.
2: Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes, and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives.
3: Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince Joni Mitchell and so much more.
2: Uh, what's that show called again
3: heat rocks deep
2: dives into hot records
3: every thursday on maximum fun
2: hello there ghouls and gals it is i
3: april wolf i'm here to take you through the twisty scary heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as switchblade sisters the concept is simple I invite a female filmmaker on each week and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like the Babadook director, Jennifer Kent,
2: Winter's Bone director, Deborah Granick,
3: and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. Oh, my gosh. I enjoyed talking with Iris so very much. Again, the book is Seeing Gender, An Illustrated Guide to Identity and Expression. And the book itself is expressive. It's gorgeous. And, I mean, everybody should go out and get it. I just will forever hold on to the dumb, like, I call it dumb. Forever hold on to the line about, uh, we made those rules up. We can actually...
1: And they can be harmful sometimes. So it's okay for
0: us to say, fuck it. (laughs) Speaking of saying fuck it, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown.
3: Hi, I'm definitely having a breakdown. The coronavirus has entered my community and all I can really think about is how much I'm going to miss my mom. I love her so much that I didn't really understand how much she loved me until I had a daughter of my own. And now I know what it feels like. And I don't want to let her go yet. And I hope she stays safe. But the math isn't looking so great. And I'm really scared. I'm going to hang up and continue to have a breakdown for probably another couple of days. So I'm sure I'm not alone. I hope you're safe and I hope you're washing your
0: hands. You're not alone. At all. Um I think you know, what we were talking about earlier in the show about all the layers that we're experiencing and that sometimes there are some you know lines of thinking and things we're anxious about and concerned about that we almost don't even want to say out loud right because i mean i'm i'm actually not sure uh, anybody is not worried about a loved one right now and it's very hard to not let that fear and concern completely overwhelm you and there will be days when it will and it's just a real place, I think, all of us are experiencing. There's no question that many people have already lost people that they love, and there's no question that, that this pandemic and the situation that we're in is raising all sorts of of questions and concerns and like, oh my God, have I ever told this person that I love them or have I ever, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's, why the hell am I not talking to my friends the way I'm talking to them now? (laughs) Like, why am I not calling family like all as much as I am right now? And I, I don't know the answer to that, but it's a real place that we're in and that you're in and you're doing a remarkable job acknowledging it when we say it out loud it's a step to moving through it because we got to move through it we can't ignore it we can't avoid it and you're not alone and uh, we are all here for each other in this I just
1: also appreciate the reminder. I think I said this either last week or the week before, that we're doing this for a reason. Mm -hmm. And like when everything feels too much, I like to just remind myself that I'm doing my part by staying home when I can, which is most of the time, as it happens. (laughs) Um, I'm also doing my part by washing my hands, keeping my kids at home, washing their hands and taking all the other precautions that are recommended. Um, and I think when all of the other stuff that we are expected to manage and handle right now feels like way too much or all the stuff that we put on ourselves, like if we can focus on like, I'm doing everything I can for my community. I'm doing yep. everything I can for my friends and family and everything I can for humanity right now that I can. Yep. I'm doing by doing these simple basic things. So, thank you for reminding us why we're doing this. Yeah.
0: You're doing a remarkable job. Teresa, what did we learn today? We <laughs> We learned that when we start asking people how you doing, we should start answering. It's even more important now I think to answer honestly if we're up for it, right? Like this is this is an isolating time and it is so important for us to remember that we are not alone. I think I learned that It's okay to realize there are things I haven't been thinking about, right? That there are probably lots of things going on in my environment and in my own mind that I'm not aware is having such an impact on me as some of the things that are really loud and in my face. And that I really need to be more forgiving of that those things are going to raise their Heads. They're going to have an impact on me and they're probably going to take me by surprise. Yeah, it's, you know, it's probably not okay right now. We're all, it's probably okay to not feel okay a little bit. I'm so with you. Yeah, we're not okay. It's
1: okay. We're not okay.
0: Yeah, this is not, I love all the things around that are like, You are not working from home. You are working from home in a crisis. You are not homeschooling. You are trying to help your kids in a crisis. This is, again, the creepy sensation of normalcy because we're in an environment that feels safe and normal is really, like, conflicting with what's really going on and That's going to cause some feelings. Everybody, again, you're doing a great job. Thank you to everybody who is staying home that is able to stay home and for washing your hands and wearing a mask when you go out and listening to the CDC, (laughs) right? Uh, Listening to our scientists. They are definitely the ones to listen to. Uh Also, thank you to everyone who is in a job that is deemed essential. Let's go out and really see them and support them. And let's support each other. And if you are doing great at homeschooling right now, at like balancing this at home, good fucking job to yes. you. Really. Yes. You are Seriously. entitled to Be really pleased. Again, this goes back to that. I'm not going to be competitive about my feelings. If you're nailing this, I know you're not nailing it at me. You're doing a great job. If you are struggling, that is okay. Not everybody's succeeding around. Like, it's really easy to feel like I'm the only one who's failing at this. Or it's like the old, like, how are she baking cookies? Why is that picture of them? Everybody's baking cookies and so happy. They're not. That's just the picture they put up. Okay. if you're nailing it, good job. If you are not, you're also doing a good job. Yeah. Teresa. Yes. You're doing a great job. This is really hard and uh, overwhelming. And I see you and you're doing a good job. Thanks, Biz. You are also doing a really good job. Thank you. Everybody, stay safe. Stay home if you can. Wash your hands. And tell everybody that you love them. (laughs) We (laughs) will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load down Mama
3: Blues. I got to load down Mama Blues. Got to load. Down, Mama Blue, low down, Mama Blue. We'd
0: like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to slash One Bad Mother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a
1: member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, buzzer, I got down mama's
3: room.